If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. It is also August, which means, believe it or not, Thursday night, we will be having an NFL preseason game that we can bet on, that we can watch. It's the Hall of Fame game. I'll be all over it. Can't wait. We also... Have a fill-in for Steve this week because of different travel issues. My guy, Kiev O'Neal, from the Odds Breakers, sitting in the big chair. It's funny because Fezzik is actually in Vegas. You are not, Kiev, but your Zoom background or whatever makes it look like you're right there in the casino or the sports book. It's amazing. Yeah, I do have a couple different backgrounds. I could put the, I can put Soldier Field on, but that would depress me a little bit, you know. But instead, I decided to put the Circa up because I'll actually be there on August 26th and 27th. We are doing a promotion for the Circa at the Odds Breakers, talking about the Circa Millions and the Circa Survivor. Super excited, Ross. You got to fly in for this, man. Come visit me. That is awesome. Well, talk to Circa, and uh, definitely can't be there the 27th because the Eagles play the Dolphins preseason. So no chance I am flying to Vegas and then trying to get back to Miami. Gosh, can you imagine that? Miami to Vegas, Vegas to Miami. So, But I'm happy for you. Uh, Check him out on social media at The Odds Breakers. I'm obviously at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, and then TikTok as well at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. And if you want to see Kiev's unbelievable background, there's really two things you can do. Number one, you can subscribe or watch the show's YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, or you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Ross Tucker Pod which is where we will post the highlight clips from this show and all the other shows that we have as part of the Ross Tucker Podcast Network. Uh, So that sounds amazing, by the way, Kiev. So um, last week we had on uh, Chris Farley, Farley Betts, who I know does some work with you. And he's the guy that basically it was his dream come true to come on the show last week, which is amazing from my hometown, which is crazy, and got fifth in the Circa Millions last year, got 114 grand. Yeah, man, Chris has been awesome over at the Odds Breakers, really a diamond in the rough that came on. He's so exciting. He's extremely humble. Uh, He's been telling me for years, Ross, how much of a fan he is of yours i was it was so cool for you to bring him on because he is a very sharp mind and he is just fantastic when it comes to betting the nfl and the nba if you're not following chris you definitely should really great asset to have over at the odds breakers he did take fifth i took a modest 271st which was only 60 percent i you know I, i was in the 94th percentile so not quite to the money but uh 
Not as good as Chris, but we're going to try. That's unbelievable. I'm glad you said that. So explain that. So you hit on 60%, and out of however many contestants, you got what place and got zero money? (laughs) I got 271st place. Uh, You can look it up on the standings. Got zero money. Uh, Obviously, Chris, I started rooting for him. I made a nice little comeback at the end. The great thing about the contest is the quarterly prizes, but they only paid the top 50 last year. But, hey, you know, the Circa has really stepped it up this year. They are putting their money where their mouth is. They're going to start paying the top 100 guests. There's already a big layover. They're guaranteeing $6 million of payouts. There's even a booby prize for people to try to be the worst sports better in Vegas by getting the worst record. You get hundred grand. At the end of the season, if you are the worst and you actually get booby prizes, I believe, of 25000 quarterly as the contest goes through. So they're stepping their game up, but 60% wasn't quite enough even to get into the top 100. Isn't that crazy? That's impressive. 60% is impressive, Kiev. Thank you. Thank you. Just not quite there, but uh, we're going to give it a shot this year, and uh, I'm going to have a blast when I'm at the Circa. And I, I just can't wait to promote it and get out there. That's awesome, man. Awesome. Well, so good to have you back on the show. Next week, Steve Fezzik will be back, and it'll be all about preseason NFL betting 101. We only have one game this week. It's in a couple nights. It's the Raiders and the Jags. So I guess I'll start there. Before I get to your pet Pythagorean stuff, I know you love the Pythagorean <laughs> thing. I forget what the Pythagorean thing even is, Kiev, but I know you love it. Before we get to that, though, I did want to uh, get your thoughts on preseason. And and do you wager on preseason games? How much do you wager on preseason games? And I mean how often, not necessarily the dollar amount. Um, and, and do you have a strategy? Because I know it seems like Fezzik does very well on preseason games. I love the preseason, and I bet it every year, and absolutely we have strategies here. And it's kind of perfect time for that question because over at theosbreakers.com, I just released the coaching records of all these coaches in the preseason, Ross, and that is a big factor. Probably the biggest factor is motivation and how these coaches and their philosophies approach the preseason. So if you check out theosbreakers.com, you can see what these coaches did. And what I had to do extra this year Ross, there's been four preseason games. I had to kind of separate the middle, kind of bunch them up into the middle weeks, but I do care about the first week and the last week, and obviously the records in total. So it really breaks it down. And adding coaches like Lovey Smith back into it, Josh McDaniels. I would add five has-been coaches that now have jobs again. Todd Bowles, Dennis Allen. That's all coached before, and I put their records up. So I think motivation in seeing what these coaches care about is the most important thing. But, hey, you also have to remember, is a team figuring out their quarterback situation? They're going to probably score a little bit more points when it's very competitive, especially if it's a kind of a tier two type quarterbacks. Maybe a, maybe Mitch Trubisky could be thrown into that with Kenny Pickett. And uh, obviously looking at their their tendencies you know because sometimes in week one like i show in this article they care more about starting with the bank but they don't care the last week so i look at those two things and try to figure out what's best for preseason the biggest thing ross if they're playing each other for some reason that season they don't want to show their playbook 
They're going to be very vanilla. And then you look to bet the under. This is all good stuff. This is all good stuff, Kiev. You know, you're a thousand percent right. I know Fezzik has mentioned it in the past as well. Some coaches like John Harbaugh really want to win the preseason games and they win them all. They win a lot of them. There are other coaches that don't care at all, not even a little bit. My question for you is, do you feel like that is baked into the lines or not? Do you think that that when they set these lines, that that's a big part of it? Absolutely. Um, especially now with John Harbaugh. I mean, the, the cat's been out of the bag on Harbaugh here in the preseason. He's uh, at minus four in some books over at DraftKings. He's minus three at minus 135. So you can see that the cat's out of the bag. But the way I look at it is like this, you know. I mean, if you're going to bet a money line baseball game at minus 180, why would you not bet the Ravens in this situation when he is a massive 13-1 and week one of preseason? And I think around – I have to pull up my article, but I believe he's around 70% here, Baltimore. Uh, 77%, 40-22. and 22. That is much better than, than laying minus 180. I still think that's a bargain. Interesting. Okay. Anything in particular with the the Hall of Fame game in a couple nights? You know, there's a little angle, and uh, I didn't know we were going to get into preseason, but I'm glad you asked because I did look at the Hall of Fame already. And the interesting about Peterson here, it's the Jaguars versus the Raiders. A lot of people look at his week one preseason, he's only one and three. Middle weeks, he's five and three. Final week, he's two and two, right? So, you know, he's not exactly... I guess statistically significant when you're looking into betting him um, eight and eight. But what I do know is his very first year that he coached with the Eagles, he went four and zero in the preseason. So these kids for the Jaguars are really trying to make an impression, in my opinion. I think in the rate for the Raiders, uh, most of those positions are pretty set, especially on offense. We know who the quarterback is. We know who Devontae Adams is, right? Um, so I could see the Jaguars being more motivated this game, but uh, I'm going to give you a lean to the Jaguars right now in this. And uh, the first Hall of Fame game, not a lot of points get thrown up. These guys are, uh, I think they're pretty vanilla, and I didn't check the actual number on this, but I'm going to lean to the under until I do a little bit more research. Got it. Awesome. That's good to know about Peterson 4-0 in the preseason, his first year in Philly. And, yes, they do have a lot of young players. I'll be curious to see how he plays it there in Jacksonville. August is here. That means football's here. We got a game this week, which is awesome, which means you need to start thinking about your wardrobe for the fall. So start to think about some fall-forward shades, fabrics, and textures of the fresh fall polos over at Express. You guys know how I love polos. You can both dress up or dress down with polos. What are you waiting for? Find your new fall favorites at Express, online, or in-store. All right, let's move on to any futures bets you have. Season win totals. Do you put other futures bets in, Kiev, or do you mainly stick with the season win totals? Oh, I have a few futures bets for sure. I don't like to bet who's going to win the Super Bowl. I think there's some top teams out there, and usually books are not giving appropriate value. A lot of books 
there's a big hold when it comes to these future bets. But I try to find uh, a little value when it comes to like defensive rookie of the year, some of the more exotic wagers, and I'm just kind of getting into them. But one future that I did take, Ross, is I looked into what's supposed to be the best division in football in the AFC West. Um, I saw that the Kansas City Chiefs are minus 175 to, uh, or sorry, plus 175 to win the whole division. And the division got harder, obviously, with Russell Wilson in there. And the Chargers, I found at plus 250. So you're looking at these teams and they're like, well, these teams are favored to go the the highest win total. They're They're the most favored to win. Why not blend it together? So what I did was I took a bet on the Chiefs to win the division and I took a bet on the Chargers at plus 250. I mean, if you blend those odds together, it really comes up to about plus 112.5, you know? So I'm getting plus money betting the two teams to actually win with some plus money. Obviously rooting for the Chargers when I'm at plus 250 because if I minus out my bet, it's really plus 150. But hey, I'll be happy if the Chiefs win anyway. I think it's a positive EV play. That's interesting. I, I hadn't heard that. You're you're rooting for anybody really other than the Broncos. The Raiders aren't winning that division, but <laughs> you're rooting against the Broncos. I I would, you know, I, I think it's right that the Chiefs and the Chargers have the best odds. Now I think the Broncos are gonna be pretty good, but I do think it's right that they have the best odds. I like that. Yeah, I think so too. That's one future I took. Uh as far as other futures. I took the Vikings to make it to the playoffs. And, you know, it's funny. Um, last year, the Vikings were probably the most bet season win total over and the most disappointing team to everybody. But what I see with the Vikings, you know, is a team that really improved themselves. They have a change of face coach, you know, somebody that could maybe uh, hopefully get along a little bit better with Cousins there. I love how they got some better players. Ed Donatel, Zadarius Smith from the Packers, defensive tackle Harrison Field, Jordan Hicks, great inside linebacker there from the Cardinals. They also drafted Lewis Seen, Andrew Booth, two studs out of college. I think their defense improves enough, and the NFC North is pretty weak. I think they get their wins. I looked at it, and I got plus money to make the uh, playoffs. It is now at minus 110. So uh, that I really think the Vikings have a great shot, especially when you're talking about seven teams in the NFC making it. Yeah, I, I like that one. I can see that for sure. I'll be curious to see. It seems like Zimmer was there forever to see what they're like, certainly with a new coaching staff. Before I forget, by the way, did you know September and October are the two biggest months for weddings and anniversaries? So with that in mind, make sure – you're checking out myfrontpagestory.com if you haven't already. By far the best anniversary gift out there. It's a great wedding gift. Myfrontpagestory.com. All right, Kiev, let's get into the season win totals and give everybody your whole Pythagorean thing because I like it. Well, if you look on our website, it should still be on the front page. The Pythagorean win totals basically shows you what a team should have done based upon the points they scored and the points they gave away. It's how many wins they should have done. It's factored in mathematically, and it's done. They, they call it the Pythagorean because Pythagoras came up with a, a plus B plus C on a, a right triangle. 
to find the points between A and C. We don't need to get into that nerdy stuff right now. All you need to know is this tells you what teams should have done. And last year, if you looked at the numbers, three of the teams that were said to bet on the under actually went under. The only one that didn't was the Tennessee Titans, which got a lot of, uh, let's just say, some luck when uh, Deshaun Watson <laughs> was taken out. Uh, obviously, the easy division. And they won some games they probably shouldn't have won. Um, I'm not going to take anything away from them. But that was the only team that did not go under. I like looking at it because it gives you another approach to seeing what should have happened. I mean, if a team wins 17 games by one point, are they really a 17-0 and team? Or are they more like a 9-8 and team or a, maybe a 10-7 and team? Well, the correct answer is probably somewhere in the middle because you do have to give uh, a player's little bump and teams a bump for being clutch. But it's certainly not 17-0. and so the way this would be a massive fade situation and it's an outlier. I gave you an example of if a team like that makes the playoffs and it's kind of something you want to look at. But when it comes to season win totals, you can take that information and actually look to see what these teams should have done compared to what they did do. And you can see all that at the oddsbreakers.com. So uh, I want to take a step back. What was the exact numbers on the Titans again? The Titans won 12 games last year. So I'm going to pull up my Pythagorean right now here so we can uh, talk a little bit more about it. But there's the article that I have out this year that actually, let me just do a search for information here. There's an article this year that shows that the new teams here. So we don't know what's going to happen with the new teams, but we, what we do know is teams like the Raiders, and you made an example out of the Raiders, really overachieved that last year because they should have won a lot less games. And the Miami Dolphins, uh, Ross, was a team that actually overachieved last year, and they should have won less games as well. Remember, they went on that, was it like 8-1 and one at the end of the season here to pull all the way up to nine wins after starting 1-7? and seven. Well, if you look at the Dolphins' schedule, it is ranked the easiest in most most websites, I think all of them probably have the Dolphins as the easiest schedule last year. They're actually kind of a fade team for me coming in this year. We'll see what happens on uh, on how they actually uh, do this year. I, I think there's just too much hype on the Dolphins. Okay, so that's why I want to I want to put this into into practical purposes. So, based on the Pythagorean win total, the teams that exceeded expectations or weren't as good as their record indicated last year, Titans, Raiders, and Dolphins? Yeah, so this coming coming into 2022, I'm, I, here's the article here. It's actually pulling up. I'm going to give you the top teams here that overachieved. Believe it or not, the Green Bay Packers is the number one team that overachieved. They have a 3.21 game difference compared to their 13 actual wins. They should have been around 10 wins last year. You know, kind of Rodgers was a little bit clutch, and he usually is a clutch player. They won a lot of games, and it kind of showed in the playoffs that they might have been a fade team. A lot of sharp money was on San Francisco, that loss. Number two, the Raiders, uh, 2.66 difference. So uh, they have 7.34 expected wins compared to their 10 wins last year. They should have even been 500, Ross. The Steelers were next. You know, I'm, I'm going to say the Steelers won 9.5 wins because of that tie last year. So I calculated it to 6.91. Uh, 
a 2.59 difference. The Falcons actually had a one point, a negative 1.84 difference and should have went under their seven. And the Titans uh, were minus 1.67 last year. They won 12 games. They actually should have won 10.33. So not a massive difference with them, but it goes to show you they also had a lot of fortunate uh, situations last year, especially with Deshaun Watson in that division uh, going out. Now, I also listed the underachievers. The New England Patriots expected wins of 12.12 uh, when they actually had 10 wins, 2.12 difference. The Bills, believe it or not, they were on the under last year, and they went under their 11.5. They had 11 actual wins, um, but they should have actually had 12.92 last year. The Seattle Seahawks, 8.9 wins compared to their seven wins last year. You know, Russell Wilson, when he stepped it up in some of those games, especially that last game against the Cardinals, Ross, I mean, it kind of showed you what they should have done a little bit more during the season. But Russell Wilson was injured. You've got to factor that in. The Broncos, 8.8 compared to their seven wins, a 1.84 difference. And the Detroit Lions, an underachiever, 5.24 wins they should have had compared to their 3.5 adjusted for the tie, a 1.74 difference. So my question, that's all very interesting. I love that, love hearing that. And I would say sort of uh, anecdotally, those all make sense to me, right? Like what I remember, this team winning their fair share, more than their fair share of close games, this team losing more than their fair share of close games. But I guess my biggest question, Kiev, is let's pretend I'm a loyal listener of the Even Money podcast, or maybe I watch it at YouTube.com. Slash Ross Tucker NFL. What 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 if any is the relevance for that going into this year? In other words, is it just something that you take into account, or is it like, man, I'm taking the under on the Packers, or I'm taking the over on the, because they're due to win more than their fair share or lose more of these close games than they did a year ago? Something you completely take into account. You don't use this as the Bible. You don't use anything as the Bible. You got to go through your handicaps with how these uh, teams did in the offseason when it comes to the trade market, Ross, where it comes to uh, picking up free agency, where it comes to how they drafted, how deep these teams are going to be. You have to look at the quarterbacks if they change. You have to look at the coaches if they change. There's just so much more that goes into it. But I think the Pythagorean is just one of the key elements that come into the equation, Ross. And that's why I think it's very important to know what you're betting on. You know, a Raiders fan that just looks at something blank would say, well, the Raiders were 10 wins last year. I love, I'm going to take over seven and a half, over eight wins just because of what they did last year. You have to look at things with perspective on what they should have done, you know, with these numbers, in my opinion. But, you know, I, I think the market knows a little bit more about this and uh, it's going to be somewhat adjusted for, but like we, me and Fez always find, there's uh, there's diamonds in the rough, and uh, we use these numbers as quickly as we can get them to try to get ahead of the market. All right, so now I'm curious for you to give me a, a season win total or two, maybe three, that you really like taking into account all that information. All right, let's bring up my season win totals here. I mean, I did a few. I took a few of them. I'm going to go – with the well we can go with my bears here for one <laughs> one of the worst teams i think they're coming into this year might be the bears i mean their offensive line was bad last year 
Justin Fields is an unproven quarterback. Lots of guys they lost, and that's important. They lost a coach and a GM, but no Danny Trevathan, no Khalil Mack, no Hakeem Hicks. I mean, that's maybe three of their four best players that they're gone. Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson's still there, but I would call Roquan maybe number one. They still lost Mack and Hicks. James Daniels, Allen Robinson, Andy Dalton, the backup. New coach, new GM also means honeymoon, and we know Justin Fields wasn't their pick. So they can pretty much do anything they want this year. I don't like them going over six and a half wins. And I took this when it was plus money. It is juice now at minus 150 to the under. I think the Bears definitely go under. Their Pythag was pretty close to what it was last year. So that part's irrelevant with the massive changes. But this is still too high in my opinion, Ross. Got it. All right. So I can see that. It is interesting, you know, uh, Last week, them signing Michael Schofield, uh, signing Riley Reef. They certainly, I think, recognized that their offensive line had a chance to be historically bad, and they wanted to at least get a couple guys that are starting caliber NFL players in there and let the young guys battle maybe for another spot or two or roster spots as opposed to having all these unknown, unproven guys trying to battle for starting spots. Right, right, exactly. And just the fact that the Bears have so many question marks this year, and they're going to have it a little bit tough because the Lions have improved. Um, I also believe that the Vikings have improved. The Packers are the Packers. They're not going anywhere. I know they lost Devontae Adams, but I don't think Devontae Adams is enough to uh, put the Bears in any position to beat the Packers. So, you know, you're looking at possibly going – one for five uh, here and so against these teams. I think that's going to be pretty brutal for the Chicago Bears uh, coming into this season. You know, another one that I like to give out here is the New Orleans Saints. I think the Saints have a great chance of going over here. I know that they lost their coach, but I do like the fact that they actually have some consistency at least coming in here. Uh, you know, with their new coach, obviously being under Sean Payton, you know, so you have some consistency there. Um, and I think Jameis Winston, he had a pretty good start last year before he was injured. The eight seems a little bit low for me. Um, I still think it's at eight in many books and you can still find it at eight. Uh, I think Tampa Bay might take a step back to Ross, and I'm still sticking with my Saints at winning the division at plus 400 here. I think they honestly have a shot. And uh, there's going to be a lot of distractions going in Tampa, especially if they do have a bad start. Everyone's going to be screaming for Gronkowski, who uh, officially retired. We'll always see about that. But I think the Saints could come up and sneak that at plus 400. Make sure you check him out on social media. He is at The Odds Breakers on Twitter. He personally is at OB Kiev. You can always check out his fantastic website, theoddsbreakers.com. I encourage you to do that. Fantastic stuff. Very cool that you're going to be doing your show that I was on fairly recently from the Circa later on this month. Kiev, you are you're on your way, man. You're doing a great job. Really appreciate the insight and you coming on the show again today. Thanks so much, Ross. I, you know I listen to this show every single week. I uh, can't wait to hear what Fez has to say about the preseason as well next week. Yeah, one of these years, I feel like I always get you 
on the show when Fez is traveling because I know you're so, so good and you'll do a good job. One of these years, I got to get you on to see if – see, you're pretty sharp, though. Fez would actually love you. Actually, no, I take that back. Two years ago, right after the show, Fez texted me and said, that guy's really good. And he doesn't often do that. So that was a real feather in your cap, Kev, because a lot of times he'll slice and dice the guy right on the show here, or he'll say afterwards, like, yeah, that guy doesn't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's – and he should be honest. I mean, that's what you want. I guess the back and forth on Twitter with Fez over the last few years. You know, Fez is a great guy, amazing talent in sports betting, and that's why he's on this show. Check us out, at Ross Tucker Pod on social media. Obviously, it's at Ross Tucker NFL is my personal handle. Great show to watch on YouTube and to check out Kiev's amazing Zoom background, or whatever that is there, <laughs> youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Other than that, we're done. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Good luck. Have fun Thursday. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.